0: Come on, the president of the United States is way more than that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Come on. Hallelujah.
1: If we actually knew what we were in the midst of, I think we'd appreciate it a lot more. I want to uh, just recognize a friend of mine uh, all the way here from Cleveland, and uh, they had a great meeting, I assume, but I was like, hurry up the meeting, I want to at least recognize you and honor you, but uh, but Joel and his friend Noah, but Joel, could you just stand, we just want to bless you, reach your hand out to Joel, Joel was a heroin addict for 12 years, and he is totally free, he's leaving ministries. God's opening stuff up all over America for him. And uh, I tell you what, just stretch your hand out. We believe Cleveland rocks. We believe Cleveland rocks for Jesus. And whatever you're doing up in Cleveland, you just keep it up. We're just going to pray an acceleration, a momentum. So God, right now, we just bless Joel in Cleveland right now that it will stretch, not just Ohio, God, but it will stretch across America and the world, that captives will be set free, addicts will be set free, and those, anybody who's not free will be free and they'll walk out freedom in the name of Jesus. We just speak life over Joel and Bethel Cleveland, we speak life over what you're doing through them, we speak life over his family, and we thank you for the prisons that have been opening up to him. We thank you that in more than one sense, Captives are being set free. Yes. In Jesus' name, we yeah. thank you for our friends. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Glory to God. Wait. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go from my heart today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. Glory. <laughs> just catch your hands out so you can pray for me. Bless him, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Bless him, Jesus.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Glory. Hallelujah. glory. Hallelujah. Pop your toe. Glory to God. Glory. I don't know everything hallelujah. that's happening yes, to yes, Lord. me. Yes, Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Glory. Lord. Jesus. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Glory to your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Lord. Yes, Lord. I know this. It's yeah, yes. good. God loves you. Yes, yes. yes Lord. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Lord. Holy, Lord. Spirit. Lord. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 God, we just pray that you open up yeah. to heaven yeah. today for special. Yeah. Yeah. We pray, God, that, yeah. that we'll be just enlightened yeah. to be sons and daughters. Yeah. So I had just a crazy encounter this week, and uh, Nicole, she, uh, she got frustrated the next day because I come to bed late, I, I just whip in bed, and then boom, I just get taken up to heaven and just, just doused by God all night long. I wake up the next morning. Thursday or Friday, I don't remember which day it was, but I wake up and I'm just not the same. So I've been pressing into sonship and what that looks like and, and what sonship really is, and I'm just here to say that sonship is the answer. Sonship okay. is the answer to a lifestyle of an unoffendable yeah. Yeah. life. Sonship is the answer yeah. to your anger. Yeah. Sonship's yeah. the answer to your addiction. Yeah. 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 Sonship is the answer to the kingdom in heaven. Yeah. For God so loved the world, he said his only begotten son. Yeah. Yeah. Sonship's the answer. Come on. Come on. Yeah. So we're starting a two-week series today. If I even get through it, or three weeks or four weeks, I don't know. No. I know we're going to be on family for a long time right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Good.
1: I know that sonship is wrecking me. You know, we've, we've known what sonship is. We've, we've talked about identity. We've, we've been preaching on this for years. And, and I think that we've caught it up here. But suddenly I'm catching it here. So in covenant, a son will take a bullet for you even if it's from you. So when we define family, Nicole's going to define family next week and what it is and what it isn't. And I'm just going to say that it's way more deeper than I ever thought. Yes. Come on, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, Chris. So I just, one night this week, I just turned my affection to the Father. And yeah, on. Yeah. The whole time I it, I'm face-to-face with God, to the Father. Come on, Aaron. And I, just, I just bow down. Yeah. And I just say, God, I surrender. Yeah. I just want to be a son. Come on, Aaron. Yes. Yeah. 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 Listen, this isn't from hurt. I know you do. This isn't from hurt. This isn't from anger. This isn't from a place of bitterness. This is a place that I've been longing for more time with my father. Some of those things have happened. Some of those things have have been going on. People turning back. And that's fine. That's fine. Because when I'm a son, I expect nothing. When I'm a son, I no longer can be offended. When I'm a son, I don't expect. When I'm a son, I don't need anything. When I'm a father, I need something. When I'm a son, I don't need anything. So the answer is sonship. So, so I look at my little girls, and I'm, I'm just, just evaluating them this week, and, and I'm just looking at them. In the last month, this has just been hitting me like crazy. And I go up to a meeting with my friends in Global Legacy, and I go up with Ian Carroll and just spend some time with him and some others, Garner told us, and, and, I just, and I'm just, in, 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 just encompassed by this. And I just start going after it, I start leaning in, and I just start thinking of the things in the Bible that, that resemble sonship. And I'm just picturing Elisha, and I'm picturing, you know, there's something in the pursuit of sonship. There's something in the pursuit. When David was just a little boy, he was, he was crowned king. But then he pursued what it was to be a king, because he was pursuing what it was to be a son. Even under a man that didn't even deserve it. And, and I just picture Joseph, and I picture Joseph, Joseph as a little boy getting a coat of many colors put on him. And I picture that, and I picture him him going into going into the pit and going into the palace and back to prison and back into the palace. And I picture the hardships that he's going through, but yet he still pursues honor. He still pursues what it's like to be a son and honor his elders, honor those in authority and honor those above him. And I start to picture Elisha and how he never stopped. He got to the point where Elijah was even annoyed by him. And he's like, what do you want? And you know, Elisha, he's just, he's just a little boy, he's a young man. And he's going after this. And you know what? He never took an early yes because his yes was increasing in interest. And he never took an early yes in every city he went because he was waiting for the double portion anointing. He was waiting to be a son and all of a sudden the mantle fell and he took it up. It's time for us to just pursue what it is to be a son. It's time for us to lean in and say, you know what, I'll be a son at all costs. And I'm talking naturally, I'm talking spiritually, and I'm talking kingdom. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I have Allah as my father, I have a spiritual father, and I have my natural dad who's amazing. And I'm talking about pursuing all of them because we need a covering. We need Allah, Father, first and foremost. And we need a covering, but then we need a good relationship with our natural parents. I took notes. Let me see if I'll get to them. So heaven's government is family. It started with family. It's going to begin with family. It began with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the beginning. In the beginning, the Spirit hovered. They were all together. the, The Spirit just didn't come when Jesus rose. It was always He was hovering over the earth. It started with family. It's going to end with family. Family is the government of heaven. So God's highest purpose for the cross wasn't merely to forgive us of our sin. It was so that by forgiving us on the basis of Christ's blood, he could invite us back into an intimate family relationship with him, the heavenly father. The point wasn't just so that we could be forgiven of sins and then make it into heaven and go on our own. It was actually to draw us into the father. It was to draw us back in relation. We have been cut off through sin, through through free will. Yeah. We have been cut off, but all of a sudden, the Father loved us so much. He sent His only begotten Son to bring us back into the family. The gospel is simple. The gospel is simple. Jesus loves you. He died for you, He rose for you, and He sent His Holy Spirit to live inside you so you can love to the same capacity. Yeah. But here's the problem. We're not being sons and we're being parents and we're going after this the wrong way. We're teaching our kids that strangers are dangerous so then we can't even love one another because we're looking at each other as strangers as fathers rather than sons and dogs. I don't know if you caught that metaphor, yeah. but suddenly we don't have time for anything. We don't have time to, to minister to anybody. We don't have time to tell somebody that Jesus loves them. I'm driving by the laundromat last night. Two in the morning. And I see these guys in there. And I'm like, and then God tells me, you need to tell them that I love them. How else will they know? It's like, oh, come on. I gotta get up at 6:30 and take Todd White to the airport. <laughs> Give me a few hours of sleep here. So I go all the way to the Hyatt Center. I'm like, oh. you know, you just can't shake it. You know, every time you do that and then you don't do it, you regret it. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. I pulled a. I look, make sure no cops are around. I pull a U.E. and I and I go back in there and I was like, hey, I just I drove by here and I saw you in here and just Jesus loves you, man. These guys just melt. The sons and daughters are waiting for people to tell them that God loves them. They're waiting. The people at your workplace, the people at your home, the people around you, the people in this city, the people in your city, the people in this region, the people of Ohio, the people of the world are waiting for sons and daughters to arise to tell them their the Father loves them. It's really easy. You don't have to bring anything. You bring your story. Hallelujah. So my daughters, you know, I'm looking at them and they don't, they don't need time. They don't, they don't care about time. Have you ever tried to get four girls ready in the morning and get them off to school? Or your kids? It's like, come on, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. There's no time to them. They know, they understand, they're living in eternity. There's no risk to them. They don't care what people think. There's no worry to them. They don't care about their needs. They don't have to worry about their needs being provided. Why? Because they're being daughters and sons. They're being sons and daughters. When we're a daughter, we don't have to care about what anybody thinks of us. We don't have to get offended because somebody didn't love us. We didn't have to get offended because somebody didn't shake our hand on church on Sunday. Listen, I'm not here to raise up apostolics and prophets and apostles and evangelists and preachers. I'm here to be a son. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. It's just what I'm here to do. Yes. Mm. So, yeah, sure. you know, for the last year or two, just been like, God, what do you want? And I've been a sincere heart, earnest heart, an open heart. God, what do you want? And, you know, I'm like, well, who am I? What's my sauce? What do I carry? What do I bring? You know, who? Who's the Aaron? I'm getting invited to preach in all these churches and these places and they're piling up and I just keep putting them all off because I don't even know what to bring. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who am I? Do I bring love? Do I bring joy? What what is my sauce? Mm-hmm. Why? What? Come
0: on. Come on. Yes
1: Lord. I'm just asking God, what do you see in me? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What am I bringing? Uh-huh. And this week it's become very apparent. He's calling me to be a son. Yeah. Yeah. He's not yeah. calling me to be an apostle. He's not calling me to be a pastor. He's not calling me to lead a thousand person church. He's calling me to be a son. Yeah. Yeah. The doing will be coming from the being. Yeah. Your doing will come out of your being. The being will never come out of your doing. What you do doesn't make who you are. Who you are makes you do what you do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's because I know who I am and I know whose I am. And I'm just here to say, I don't care about what I carry. I don't care about what anointing I'm going to impart. I don't. I just honestly don't care. I want to be a son and I want to be a little boy running in a field with my
0: father.
1: I want to be in complete surrender where nothing else matters. Two o'clock in the morning, it doesn't matter. Why? Because I believe in a supernatural God that will give me supernatural energy today. So I have time to stop. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Rain on us. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Rain on us. Yeah.
1: Come on. Yeah. Come on, Pastor. Come on, yeah. yeah. How do we secure a big inheritance? Ooh, yeah. We make our parents as wealthy as possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do we increase our inheritance? Yeah. We make our parents filthy rich. Yeah. I want to make my father famous. I want to increase his stock. I want to increase the good perception of who he really is. Yeah, yeah. I started telling Todd about, about raising the dead and just ministering on the ambulance at Troy, and just we, we went to the fire station, worked out, and God radically healed a guy there and just some cool stuff was happening. And and he was impressed. I get I get in the car later with Bob Hazlett and Bob's like, man, Todd was telling me all about you, raising the dead and all the stories in the ambulance. That's because I want to be a son. I don't care about a platform. Brittany, she's a daughter. Where is she? In the kids' room. Man, she worked her tail off this weekend. She she was Tom Rotola's personal assistant for this conference. And I go in there, and you know, that's a girl that she doesn't care if she has a microphone. She doesn't care if she's if she's got this ministry. If she has a title, she don't care about any of that. You know what she's doing? She's being a daughter. She's hungry for more. She's pursuing the more. No, no, no. And that's where I'm at. I just I just want the more. I, I'm I'm going to close up here in a minute, but I want to lead you to an encounter with a father yeah. that will change you forever. All right. Come on,
0: that, Yeah, come on. yes.
1: I brought my kids in the office this morning. I thought I said, I am so sorry that I haven't represented Jesus to his full potential. Listen, I've never been abusive to my kids. I was radically changed. I was an atheist eight years ago, wanting to take my life three years ago. I was radically changed by the baptism of the Holy Ghost and then by the baptism of His love. I was radically changed. And I've not been a bad perception of Jesus, but I certainly have been not the fullest. So I bring them in there and I'm like, God is so sorry. And I wrap my arms around my wife. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I've been trying to do this out of being a father, being a husband, being a pastor, but not being a son. Yeah. There's something that's shifting in me and it's going to shift in this place. We build a family culture and we're raising up disciples to raise up disciples and to raise up fathers and mothers. Listen, we're coming to a season now to shift our hearts, to Sustain and create the momentum and keep that as a family culture, but based on sons and daughters. Sons and daughters change it. Listen, orphans are worried about where they're going to be. Orphans are worried about a microphone. Orphans are worried if they're going to be the center of attention, have a title, and, and get my love. But a son or a daughter, they just go after whether they get anything in return or not. And it leaves you unoffended. A son is not offended by not getting attention, by not getting a phone call back, by not getting a text back. And one day I got fifty different texts from fifty different people. Everybody got buried. Come on. So if you were offended, that's a sign you're an orphan. But yes. yes. God's not raising orphan. He is not an administrator of yes. an orphanage, he is a loving father. Yes. And he wants his children back. Yes, Lord. And he doesn't care about what anybody else has done to you. He has forgiven that as much yes. as he yes. forgiven you. And he's ready to yes. rise up the sons and the daughters to yes. cry out. Yes. 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 Come on, brother. Come on, yeah. Yes. Sonship's a hard issue. It's a hard issue. It's a relational issue. I'm going after it. I'm going after it big. I'm going after it. It's all I'm going after, to be honest with you. Because I know I'm loved. And I know you're loved. And I know he loves me. And I love him with all of my heart. And everything else is going to come out of that. The multiple services, all these things that we've been casting vision for, and having leadership meetings about, and all this stuff. It's going to come out of the being. It's going to come out of out of the sonship and the daughtership, it's going to come out of knowing our identity and knowing who we are by knowing who we are. That's what it's going to come from, and I'm just—I'm here to tell you that right now, things are changing in me, so it's going to change around here. We cannot come into a relationship. We cannot come into a church expecting something. We can't come in expecting something. If you expect something, you're going to leave hurt. I can't meet all of your needs, but my father can. I can't meet all of your needs. I can't, I can't even meet each one of you on a Sunday morning. I can't call each one. Of you. I can't meet with each one of you. I just can't. We're defining, we're redefining what family really looks like. And we used to, my wife and I used to open up our home to everybody. There was, there was no closed door. And I'm just, I'm just here to say that's not really family because if you all are expecting that out of me, how unfair is that for me? Yeah. Yeah. How unfair is that for me to spend time with my wife or my kids? And and, and, and Aaron, I need you. I need something. It's all about my need. And I'm not saying I'm not there for you. I I am. I really am. I love you. I really do. But if that's all our relationship is about, about you getting your needs met, you need to learn to be a son. And you need to pursue it like Elisha pursued it. Even when he was getting nothing in return, he was on the heels of Elijah. Just keep going. And Elijah's saying, get away from me, boy. You're annoying as crap. No, I'm going for it. I want the double portion. I want the double anointing. I'm not stopping until I get it. There's something about the pursuit. We've we've, we've rested on this grace thing. and Grace is not a host to effort. No. Listen, we've, we've been caught up in this greasy grace thing where everything's just going to come and everything's just ours because we're sons and daughters. That's not sonship. No, not so Jesus' mandate was really clear. Follow me. Yeah, yeah. Man. The young rich ruler says, what do I need to be saved? He says, leave everything and follow me. That comes with a cost. Yeah, yeah. That comes with a pursuit. That came yeah. with a price. Yeah, yeah. I've heard so many people say, well, I want to do what Lave does. I want to do what Todd White does. I want to do what these people do. I want to be like you. Do you really? Legs had his neck broke three times. Faced death hundreds of times. His yes. has, has scars to prove it. Has, has emotional scars, all these things to prove it. Do you really want that? Listen, we pray for revival, but at what cost? Because yes. if I don't get my Thursday night show, or if I don't get my date night, or if I don't get this, this, and this, then yeah, you can take revival and just let somebody else have that. Born.
0: Born.
1: Listen, we're praying, come Jesus, come, come Jesus, come. He's already came. He's saying, go, people, go. Yeah. Yeah. But he's saying, go, it's sons and daughters. He's saying, be still and know that I'm God, but go. Because you're going out of a place of peace. You're going out of a place of rest because you're going from sonship. Jesus answered them. John 8, 34-36. Jesus answered them. No, I'm almost done. matter of fact, the band can come. The band can come. Ooh, Jesus. glory. It's not my job to pursue you. It's my job to be a son. Yeah. It's not my job to pursue sons and daughters. Jesus' mandate is clear. Follow me. Yeah. So first off, the culture of honor is not a leaderless group. It took a leader. Jesus was a leader. He said, follow me. That comes with a price.
0: Yeah.
1: Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. So as Jesus is saying, follow me, he's at the, at the same time saying, I only do what I see my father do. Yeah.
0: Come
1: on. He's following his father. So we're following him as sons. So Jesus is saying, follow me. And at the same time, he's saying, I only do what I see my father doing. So we should only be doing what we see our father doing. We should only be saying what we see our father saying. We should only be thinking what our father's thinking. We should only be feeling what our father's feeling. And my father does not get offended. He does not get angry. He does not get annoyed. He does not get short with people. He doesn't get, he doesn't get bitter. He doesn't hold aughts against me. That's who my father is. My father's just crying out, I love you. I love all of you. I sent my son for you. I love you. I paid a price for you. Yeah, so what should we be saying? I know what I want. Give me. Listen, as a son, as a son, it's ours. But how do we increase our inheritance? We make our father rich. We make our father wealthy. And everything will come. All of a sudden, I start having this revelation. All of a sudden, doors start opening. Listen, this, this, this thing started years ago. But there's something new about it. Listen, I had it here. I had what it was to be a son. I had it here, but I didn't have it here. Yeah. God cares more about this than he cares about this. I could explain what sonship was. I could explain what identity. I've preached the same message. I took notes from other messages. I've, I've talked about Elijah and Elijah in more detail than this. But it was here. It wasn't here. All of a sudden, I have an encounter with the father, and it's totally different. Yes. Come on. Come on. I can't even explain it yet. I don't know what it is. I just know it's different. And I know there's something happening. And I, I told my girls today, I, I said, I don't know what's happening to Dad. I don't know, but it's good. Yeah. It's good, and daddy loves you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It's good.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, Jesus answered them. Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever but a son abides forever. Yes. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Yes. yes. Listen, a son abides forever. Yes. I start thinking about the picture of the prodigal son, I start thinking of that, and I start visualizing that, and the son is just running towards the house. Yes. Listen, we expect the father to always run towards us, right? Mm-hmm. So that was that was a picture of the kingdom of God. That was a picture of what it means to be a son, what it means to surrender, what it means to say, yep, yeah, I've messed up. Yeah. Yes. yes, I'm repenting. Listen, we've overlooked repentance for long enough. We've overlooked conviction for long enough to yeah. say, well, God loves me, I'm a son. That's not sonship. Sonship is running to the Father. Yeah. It's running. And I, I don't even see him yet. I'm running to the house. Yeah. Come on, you <laughs> are you getting this here? Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. There's something that's shifting in this house. There's an open heavens that's that's coming.
0: Yeah. 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 Yes. Bless the
1: Lord. Yeah. And we've been we've been switching from like a family ran kind of thing to an organizational thing, and that's fine as structure, but it's not fine as a mindset. Yeah. If you switch to organization in your mindsets and your beliefs, now all of a sudden you become a business. The church was never meant to be built as a business. Yeah, right. The church was never meant to be built around finance. Listen, I don't even know who gets what. Why? Because I don't care because I have faith. There's not been one month that's come by that we've had more bills than what we've had in the bank. Not one month. Why? Because our faith is in trusting God and He's gonna take care and supply all of our needs. Because His grace is the Christian. But the prodigal son, you know, he's, he's running, he's running. And all of a sudden, now the father sees him and meets him in his place of where he is. Listen, this father just wants to meet you in wherever you are. And here's the cool thing about the father. Now, here's the cool thing. All of a sudden, the father starts running towards him. And in that culture, totally off. Totally not allowed. In the Middle East, men do not run. They're not allowed. It's against their culture. Not only that, but he's probably wearing like a skirt looking thing. The North Canyon, so he's hiking that thing up all against all cultural rules, and he's running to the sun, he's running to them, and I can just picture it. This, and I'll be honest, I picture this this crazy explosion of love. But grace was not opposed to effort. All of a sudden, conviction fell on the sun while he was in the hall pen. Listen, he was in his mess when conviction came. You don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to be clean to take a shower. You don't have to be clean to come to God. You take a shower when you're dirty. You need washed by the blood of Jesus. Listen, i am just clearing some things up that have been floating around this place for the last couple of years. it's getting real in here. Grace is not opposed to effort. God, there's something about the seeking. There's something about the pursuit of God. There's something about falling down on your knees. There's still something about fasting and actually getting in your word.
0: Yes,
1: yes, Something has got inside of me. You may not like it. Leave. Vote with your feet. I'm a son. I don't meet need the needs. I'm not worried about the money. And I'm not worried about you because I don't worry. Why? A son doesn't worry. A daughter doesn't worry. I don't worry. I don't worry. It's impossible for me to worry. Why? Because I know his promises are yes and amen. He says his grace is sufficient. I don't worry about my health. I treat my body like a temple and I know God's going to take care of it because he's given me where I am. I don't worry about finances. Nicole and I are crazy givers. We gave 35% of our income last year. Why? Because we know God's going to meet our need and the key to prosperity is generosity. I know this stuff. I know when we don't have it, we give. It's nothing for us to give a hundred dollar tip when we feel God telling us to. Just, I pulled out my money clip last night and gave to the offering, and I was like, "Baby, I've given like hundred fifty dollars of my blow money this month." Because we still, I know the Dave Ramsey stuff, and I, we still get our blow money. I'm like, "I need reimbursed for some of this," and she's like, "Oh, God bless you." Yeah. She knows I'll just take it from hers. <laughs> Here's the deal. I, I don't worry. I, it's impossible. So here you have the son. Here's the picture. I'm, I'm just, I want to invite you into an encounter with a father today, but I just believe this is a starting point for where we're headed. I'm going to, I'm going to tap into this. I'm going to keep going with it. I probably won't do it until after mother's day, but we're going to be on family here for a while. What is family? What isn't it? Cause I'll be honest with you. My definition of family is probably a lot different than yours. And your definition of family is probably a lot different than mine. So all of a sudden, we have unmet expectations of each other. Your definition of family is I should be at your beck and call and answer every one of your phone calls. My definition of family is you should love me unconditionally, no matter what I do or don't do. Now all of a sudden, we have this issue. Right? Right? And we're both right. Right. We're both right. So we need to clearly define what's family in our church culture here. The church has to be built on family. It has to be built on family. Members come and go, families stick together. Listen, we have all these family pictures that we're gonna be putting up on the family wall. If you wanna be vested in this place, if you wanna own it, you wanna put a stake in this ground, and you you wanna walk as family, you can put your picture up on the family wall when we get it out. And now all of a sudden, boom, we're in this together. We are covenant. I'll take a bullet for you, even if it's from you. Yeah, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grace is not opposed to effort, so the sun's running. (laughs) Sun's running. The father's meeting him. And then all of a sudden he's like, let's throw him a party. Yeah. Bring the bag, bring the ring, bring the sandals, yeah. bring the robe. And now all of a sudden, in his pursuit, in his repentance, yeah. comes the, the just covering him with abundance blessing. Yeah. Listen, there's, there's this side of grace that says that I just deserve it whether I need whether I go for it or not. And then there's this side that we'd like to call legalism yeah. that says, you know what, I can only get it if I earn it. Both are wrong. Yeah. There's this middle that's called love. It says, if you love me, then you'll obey my commands. Yeah, yeah. There's this middle road that legalism is wrong. We don't have to earn nothing. Grace is free. Yeah, yeah. My salvation is dependent on works. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to earn God's love. It says nothing separates yeah. me from his love. I don't have to earn that. I don't have to look a certain way for that. God yeah. loved me while I was in the hog pit. Yeah. I was an atheist eight years ago. I didn't believe in God. I didn't believe in any of this. There's some stuff in my twisted thinking that was me. I needed free from me because it was my twisted thinking. I was raised in a great culture. I was raised by great parents. I was raised in a great place. may not agree with everything now, but I was raised in a great place with a great foundation. that I would have been rather raised there than not raised been raised in this greasy grace stuff. I'll just be honest with you, at least now I value that. So here I mean, it. I'm just sharing for a second here. I'm not apologizing for taking too long. You guys share testimonies for 25 minutes. I at least get that much time. So here's the deal. I, like my equivalent to 30 minutes is your equivalent to 90 seconds. Deal? That's awesome. How are we made to overcome it by blood and laying word of our testimony? So eight years ago, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in anything. I don't believe in healing. I watched videos of Todd White six years ago and didn't believe in any of it. I'm, I'm just being real with you right now. I didn't believe in people falling out in the spirit. I didn't believe in speaking in tongues. I didn't believe in prophecy. I literally thought it was all fake. People had earpieces in and it was all wrong. And I was angry at the church from hurts that happened in my life. I was angry at people who, who abandoned me. I was angry at, at, at youth pastors who were never there for me. I was angry at a little church who, who didn't even have the time of day for me. I had 75-year-old women leaving my Sunday school class. Amazing women. If I had time with right now, I'd learn something. Yeah, mom. Yeah. Yeah. You want to learn how to pray? Get with a Lola. Get with a Helen. Yeah, Yeah. You want to learn determination? You an Angel through your trials, through these things that are happening that are just nasty, in you're like, all of a sudden, you're still persevering for the cross. You're still persevering for the Father. Why? Because you know He loves you. You may not always feel good all the time. You may not always feel it all the time. But all of a sudden, you wake up, you're like, yeah, I'm daddy's. So we go to this church in Bethel, Mary, and Indiana. I know, I've shared this with most of you, but it's kind of like we've got to realize that not everybody in here is where we are. Not everybody in here has heard my story. So my dad, our church just had a church split. We went from 60 people to 30 people because we put a projector in our church and got rid of hymnals. (laughs) Because Jesus was probably against that, right? So so suddenly we we had this church fallout. So he's like, hey, now, now now, again, I went to church every Sunday. I was leading youth group. I was addicted to pornography. I was abusing my wife. I didn't believe in God. I had I, I convinced myself I was an atheist and all this stuff, right? So all of a sudden, I'm like, what? So they pull us up in the just a church, you know, this big or a little bigger. And we're up in front and we're right here. And they're like, just spent one evening with them and we were there that morning. And they're like, we want to bring Aaron and Nicole up from Ohio. We just want to bless them. Just like we do with Joel. We're like, just stretch your hands out to them. We just want to bless them. So all of a sudden I'm up to that. I'm in front of this church, man. I don't even believe in it. I don't, I don't believe in any of this stuff. Like, it's a show. It's not real. I begged for it my whole life. never got it. Right? Because I was going to church to get something. Yeah, yeah. I was going to church to be something. I wasn't going to church to be consumed with something. I was going to church to get something. Yeah, yeah. Come you come to get something, you're going to leave disappointed. You come yeah. to be something, you're going to be filled up. I don't want to take God with me. I want to be in God and let God be in me. So all of a sudden, the power of God hit me. Listen, I, I didn't believe in God, let alone anything else that's about to happen. So I hadn't cried in years, and I, I just got these messed up issues, these messed up theology, this messed up doctrine of just not believing in anything. Matter of fact, I'm making fun of it. So all of a sudden, you know, it was like a lightning bolt. It hit me. It was the power of God for the first time in my life I ever felt it. I'm 20 some years old, I'm in my mid-twenties and for the first time in my life, I actually felt what everybody had told me about. It was an encounter that led to that. It was an encounter for the first time in my life, I'm like, whoa, the presence of God is real. And all of a sudden I start crying and I start speaking in another language and then listen, they weren't praying for this. I didn't even believe it. I was preaching against it. I was having meetings with my dad behind closed doors saying, that is not for today. Listen, here's this scripture, this scripture, this scripture. It stopped. So I went from atheist to cessation and say, it's not for today. It left with the apostles. It left with the disciples. But now, I can't explain what's happened. I fall down on that floor, man. I was never the same. I wept for four hours driving home, not the safest thing in the world. We got lost. Had no idea. My wife and I were just bawling like little babies and we'd pull off the road, we're just crying. I'm like, God, i feel you for the first time ever. And I didn't want to leave that place. So, you know, all this stuff's happening and, and we get lost and finally we go home in the middle of the night. I, I got to mow grass the next day. And, and I remember going to Amy's house, Matt and Amy's. Matt was at work and I mowed the grass. And, and, and I remember just weeping on her front lawn, just saying, man, I don't know what happened, but I got the answers. I don't know what those answers are, but I know it's yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. I called my dad. We meet at Elson Bro from Mexican. I'm weeping. I'm like, I don't, for days and weeks this went on, and I got on fire for God from the encounter with this holy Ghost. All of a sudden, no, listen, I, I have to tell the rest of this. All of a sudden, years go by, and years go by, and hardships, and, oh, our church isn't growing, ah, you know, yet yet we have a youth group of like 70 kids, we're in the public schools, we've got all this stuff going on, but yet I I still, you know, my mom gets cancer, we're building this church, you know, I, I find myself here 20 some hours in a day, one day sometimes, working the whole day and night through. And I just I'm getting burnt out and I'm getting frustrated and then my mom dies and then you know our whole family is wanting to split over this thing and, and then yet we're trying to carry the church that's growing and thriving. Now we have a mortgage and, and I'm managing the budget, I'm managing the construction project, I'm trying to keep my family together, I'm trying to keep the church together, I'm trying to work a full-time job at the fire department. We just had our third baby at home. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on, Eric. Pastor a youth group, mentor 17 guys at the time. Glory to God. I'm not saying that I know all of hardships. So many of you've been through way worse things than me, but I know what hardships like a little bit. Oh, son, you know i I can speak in tongues on Sunday, but I want to blow my brains out through the week. I would I would I would take my gun out of the case and look at it. I'm a pastor of a church, you know. We just, we were doing the pastors here, but I was, I was miserable. I had the power of the Holy Spirit, but I was miserable because i was burnt out. Church, religion, a building was just, it was taking me, man. Church was never meant to be about a building. Church was never meant to be about a denomination. Church was never meant to be about a, a place you meet. It's a group of people that actually say yes to Jesus and oh, yeah. love Him with all of their hearts yeah. and live like, with Him over. That's what church is supposed to be. Listen, we've been hurt by religion. We've been hurt by those things as we grew up, and we saw Christians living in hypocrisy. Listen, I saw stuff as a kid that was total hypocrisy that shut me right out of the church. People were doing what they knew was best, and now, as a son, I can forgive that. I see that. I see the grace over that, and I actually see the value in it. Yeah. I see the value in not wanting to offend people so we keep a TV locked up in a closet. Yeah. I see the value in that. Yeah. But at the time, I'm like, wait, you say that's wrong when people knock on the door, and all of a sudden, you hide it? Yeah. Lord, uh, I'm just sharing my heart. Listen, I'm not talking against anybody. I have the yeah. most amazing upbringing that you can imagine. Yeah. But these are things that a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old orphan are seeing. Yeah. 14-year-old orphan are or saying as he sees his family get kicked out of a group of friends and kicked out of family because of some decisions they were making. Yeah, this is what I'm saying as a 13-year-old. Not not with the maturity to handle that. Not with the spiritual maturity or the wisdom or the natural maturity yeah, to handle that. So yeah. this is what I'm saying. So I want you to know that. Yeah. Jesus didn't die on a cross so we could get church in us. Jesus didn't die on a cross so we could get a denomination in us. Yeah. So we could get a doctrine in us. He died so he could get in us. Yeah. He died so he could live in us. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, we're going longer than we went for a year. We oh it. We So, in the midst of all this, in the midst of me wanting to blow my brains out, no, I'm, j- I'm not joking, guys. I held that 9mm in my hand. I'm, I pictured it. I pictured my funeral, man. Come on, Eric. I've not shared this much detail yet. I'm in my bedroom. I take the gun cabinet off of my dresser. I unlock it. I get it out. It's fully loaded. One's in the chamber. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I love my wife. I love my kids with all of my heart, even then. But there was something that had come upon me. There was depression. There was something that was in there. I was not a son. I had the power of the Holy Ghost, but yet how am I doing this? I'm, I'm just being real. Best way to be. You can prophesy. You can heal people. You can speak in tongues. But if you don't have love,
0: it's worthless.
1: Yeah. If you don't know your identity, if you don't know who you are as a son, you find yourself on a bed with a gun. This was three years ago. Come on. I get invited to this other meeting. Same church, same place. To a guy I've never heard of before. Little son, he's ministering about these three chairs and this love stuff and I'm like, what is this? I'm done with love again. I'm done. I've been hurt by love. I've been hurt by the church. I've been hurt by all this. Here I am. I, I drove all this way. My dad and sister actually went there and didn't talk hardly the whole way there because they're just so mad at each other. This is in the midst of one of the biggest trials we've ever experienced here as a church. And here it's resting on the baby boy. Come on, you got it. No, I'm not joking. Yeah, Lord. Is it okay if I be transparent a little bit? Yeah, Lord. I'm on the phone with my sister Cheryl. she's, she's wanting to disown my dad. All this stuff's going on. It's it's not our battle's not flesh and blood. It wasn't Cheryl. She's doing yeah. what she knew was best. Yeah. It wasn't Dad. It wasn't any of the other circumstances. Our battle's not flesh and blood. It's principalities. Yeah, yeah. My sister loves my dad with all her heart. My dad loves us kids with all of his heart. But all of a sudden, there's something stirring. Because why? Because we're orphans. Yeah. Why? Because we don't have the love thing going on. We yeah. can we can get up on church on Sunday. We can lead worship. We can heal the sick. We can do all this stuff, right? But all of a sudden, now we find ourselves on a bed with a gun. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in that service. And here again, you know, I'm like, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm working on a plan. I'm going to take another promotional test. I'm just done with church. We just got to find a pastor. Maybe my brother can take it over. You know, listen, I'll be the intern thing. We'll get this thing afloat and, and get settled in here in the new building. But I, I, I really don't want anything to do with it. Just honestly, it's where I was. All of a sudden, the power of God hit me again with love this time. The first time was, was power. For strength. Yeah. This time it was love for praise. Yeah. And yeah. since that day, I've never burned out. I've never wanted to quit. I've never threatened quitting. Not one time since then. But now this week, it's a whole new level. I don't know what you call it. I don't have a term for it. I don't know what it is. But I surrender to my Father at His feet as a widow. Yeah. And I find myself face to face with Him. And He's just rubbing oh, me and He's just hugging me and, and all these things are happening this week.
0: Come
1: As I'm leaning into sonship, as I'm leaning into this, and I just say, God, I just want to be a little boy. All of a sudden, just, again, you know, all frustration's gone. All hurt's gone. All abandonment's gone again. Everything, it's just, it's just just this thing, guys. So, here's your invitation to be a little boy with a big dad. To be a little girl with a big dad. It's not about chasing a title. It's not about chasing a promotion. It's not about chasing a pulpit. Listen, it's everything about chasing your identity as a little boy or a little girl. Jesus had to be a son before he could be a father. He was 30 years old. Gets baptized. The heavens open up. The dove goes down to him. All of a sudden it says, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. If we come in as fathers and mothers, we're going to leave disappointed. If we come in as sons and daughters, we'll never leave disappointed. Why? Because we have no expectation. But God's going to blow our minds. So he'll do more than we can ask think, or imagine. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. He'll do way more than we can ask think, or imagine. But as sons, I'm not looking for anything. I don't need anything. Listen, as a son, I don't need anything. I don't need my dad's money. I don't need his car. I don't need anything. I just want a relationship with my dad. I want a relationship with my father. I don't need anything. Listen, I have salvation. I have the power of God now. I have the love of God now. I have everything that I could ever need in the kingdom. I really do. I really do. But now, the only thing I desire, the only thing I even want, is just to be a son. I want you to just close your eyes and bow your heads. I you know we say, well, you can pray with your eyes open. Yeah, I believe in that. I love seeing blind eyes open. They see me for the very first time. I see that look. Last night we saw that a little bit, and my girl's eyes just lit up. But right now, I want to realize something. I want you to have an encounter with the King of Kings, the Abba Father, the Alpha, the Omega. I want you to picture yourself as just a little boy or a little girl. I want you to picture yourself, and I want you to picture Father God right now. Just look into his eyes. Just look into his eyes. If it's you putting your hand up. Say, Father, take me. Say that. Say, Father, take me. And just in in your mind's eye, in your heart, just... I want whatever it is for you. Maybe, maybe you need hugs. Maybe you need an embrace. Maybe you need coddled. Maybe, maybe, maybe you need tickled. I don't know. Maybe you need to run through a pasture with him. Just just do something right now. I'm going to give you just a couple minutes. Just, just ask the Father to take you somewhere. To do something. Just, just to be a Father. Right now, you just be. Just be. You are no longer rejected You are affirmed by the father. He calls you son and daughter. He calls you child so that you can cry out Abba Father He has adopted you with the spirit of adoption that you can cry out Abba Father. You've run to him There's a repentance time. There's a conviction time and all of a sudden he opens up the door He opens up the floodgates and he runs after you He runs after you God invites you into a relationship with him it's not just a salvation plan it's an abundant life a, with a royal inheritance, it's yours it's yours it's yours some of you maybe didn't have fathers some of you maybe had crummy fathers some of you may have been abandoned by your natural dads some of you maybe didn't have amazing dads maybe they were abusive to you listen, he is none of that if you had a great dad he's way even better than that He's better. He's amazing. And I want to be like my dad. I want to be like my dad. But I can't do that unless I'm a son. Listen, he told the disciples, follow me. He took these young boys and he said, follow me. They had to give everything up and follow him. It's time we just follow. It's time we follow. Listen, I understand leadership, and I understand that, but Jesus said, follow me. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Come on, it's just time to be. It's time to be. It's just time to, to follow. It's time to be so that we can do later. Right now, it's the alignment for the assignment later. Be still and know he's God. We're going to continue this. We're going to keep going after this. But listen, if we don't get this, we can't get anything else in the kingdom. If we don't get sonship, no other ships, apostleship, discipleship, no other ships matter if we don't capture sonship first. This is the most important ship we could ever sail on. And when we're settling on the Jesus ship, all of a sudden we can rest in the bottom even when storms come. We have perfect peace. This is the sonship ship. It's amazing. It's amazing. I just, I want to pray over you. And I want to pray that this right here. this leads into listen I felt I felt waves and waves and waves and waves of love for the next several days after my after my nighttime encounter. and I'm telling you I, it leaves me speechless. If I just start even picturing the picture of it, I get wrecked. I can't talk. I'm gonna pray that over you right now, listen, listen, we'll, there's going to be time to heal the sick, there's going to be time to raise the dead, there's going to be time to, to open up blind eyes, that stuff's cool, but if we don't do it as sons, all of a sudden we have a, 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 a dysfunctional family, I want to be a functional family with complete unity in here, and it starts with such that there's something to the heart of this message, I don't know where it's going from here, but it's going somewhere cool here. So God, I just pray that tonight and through this week, he will draw us in closer to you as Father. I just pray that tonight and through the nights and through the week God, even through the daytime, we'll just picture you taking our hand. We'll picture you holding us. We'll picture you running with us. We'll picture you fishing with us. Whatever it is, God, we just want to be little boys and little girls. Take away the weariness. Take away the depression, God. Take away all of that. Right now, through sonship, through us pursuing you and coming back. It's just sons, God. You're going to clothe us with a robe, with a ring, with sandals, with a fatty calf, with a party, God. I just pray for wave of wave of wave after your love. Just a tsunami wave of your love coming. Just a liquid love that will just come and will nurse us through the night. It will immerse us in our dreams. It will immerse us in our daytime while we're at work. That this is not just a Sunday thing. You are actually changing and shifting hearts of identity here tonight. Today, as sons and daughters of a living God. Of a live Father. Who's living, who's well, and who has no lack. So we have an inheritance without any lack. We're the kingdom inheritance that's yours, God. And we want to make you as wealthy as possible. We want to make you as famous as possible. We want to live a life that's not just pleasing to you, but that glorifies you and edifies you and pleases you and just, just makes you shine and makes people want the Father that we have hypocrisy in this place, we curse just immorality in this place, we curse just that an effortless grace will not arise here, that we can go for it, we pursue you, we seek you, and in that, you withhold nothing for those who seek you, that we know our inheritance is caught up in sonship, we don't have to work for it, we don't have to earn it, it's ours, but we appreciate it, we honor it, and we go for it, we pursue you, daddy. We yeah. pursue you, Daddy. We pursue you, Daddy. Yeah. We want more. We want more. Yeah. We want more. Yeah. Hey, listen, if, if if you need a personal prayer or something, I'm gonna pray for you. So I'm gonna dismiss you. I just I just believe this. I just saw like waves and waves of his love. I saw waves and waves of acceptance and affirmation. Listen, in Sunset, every lie is canceled. When you know your identity, every lie is canceled. You can't even believe a lie anymore. You can't even come in alignment with that person being bad to you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the person next to you and the other cubicle is talking bad about you. Why? I'm a son. It doesn't matter if people don't like what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if they don't like the gospel that I'm preaching because it's hurting. It doesn't matter. Why? I'm a son. Oh, we're preaching repentance? Oh, I'm a son. I've repented. I come with a clean heart. I've repented. I'm a son. It doesn't matter that your, that your husband may not be saved yet. He's yelling at you. He's yelling at you. It, it doesn't matter. Your bank account doesn't matter. Why? Because heaven is rich and it says no lack. Yeah. That's your inheritance. Yeah. That's your inheritance. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Listen, if we become sons, we become perfect in his image. If we become sons, all of a sudden we're amazing husbands, we're amazing fathers, we're amazing friends, we're amazing pastors, we're amazing at everything. If we become sons, the answer is sonship. For God so loved the world, he said, there's only begotten son. The answer is sonship. I'm just telling you, the answer is sonship. It's yours, it's yours, it's yours. But I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to pray with anybody who wants to pray. I will pray with you, I will stay here with you. Uh, I've got a birthday party to get to in like an hour, but I, I've got an hour. I've got one hour. My wife's gonna leave, but I've got 45 minutes. I've got 45 minutes. I will stay with you for 45 minutes. Fair? Fair. If you need it. But I believe God works way faster. By the look of my wife, Holy Spirit expedite this process. In Jesus' name. Alright, uh, hey, I love you. If you need prayer, I'm
0: gonna pray for you.